0: Uh, this morning we are trying to make sure there is enough uh, training material. We are going into the building up, you know, of uh, those in training. We need to build them up. I uh, have always known that training is the main key if we want to make impact. It's the trained people that will impact more. If you give me one hour to cut a tree. I will use 15 minutes to sharp my cutlass. I will not use 10 minutes to sharp the cutlass. I will use 15 minutes to sharp the cutlass. I will use 10 minutes to bring the tree down. What am I saying? He said if a person wants to cut a tree and his axe is not sharp, the person will need to exercise more strength. Uh, In this session of our training, want to speak on how to be used of God. How to be used of God. You see, God is looking for people to use. Also, the devil is looking for people to use. The question is, who are you yielded to? How can you be used of God? In the Bible, God used the rod of Moses to perform wonders. God used the donkey of Balaam to speak to him. God used the handkerchiefs of Paul, you know, an apron of Paul to do wonders. God looking for vessel is going to use. But how can you be used of God? Let's see in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 14. Let's go there. Acts 2:14 was a story of the church in action. The story of the church in action to be used of God is not an idle dream when somebody says I want to be used of God it's not that the person is having an idle dream no God looking for people to use God wants vessels he's going to use there are different kinds of vessel vessel of honor vessel of dishonor so which vessel are you we have different types of vessel God looking for vessel is going to use in this end time you see To be used of God is important. Except you are used of God, you can't succeed even in your personal calling. That's what we tell people to say, even though you are doing, whatever you are doing, you are selling in the market, use the marketplace to preach the gospel. Wherever you find yourself, still use that marketplace, still use that business place, still use that office to tell somebody that Jesus loves you, that he died for you, he wants a soul. Let's see Acts 2.14.
1: Can we go there? But Peter standing up, Mm -hmm. with the Mm eleven lifted up his voice Mm -hmm. and said unto them that's right ye men of Mm judah and all ye that dwell Mm -hmm. at jerusalem Mm -hmm. be this knowing unto you Uh and hearken to my words Uh for these are not drunken Mm -hmm. as ye suppose see it is but the third hour of the day, Mm -hmm. but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, Mm -hmm. and it shall come to pass Mm -hmm. in the last day, Mm -hmm. said God, Mm -hmm. I will pour out of my spirit upon
0: all flesh. Stop there. The first thing to be used of God is being yielded to the Holy Spirit. Nobody can do the work of the spirit in the flesh. Nobody can do the things of the Spirit with our physical ability to fail. So it must be done by the Spirit. Let's see, this is what Peter said about being used of God. It requires the coming down of the Holy Spirit to empower you. In fact, when Christ was making that statement to the disciples before he went, he said, go and wait for me in the upper room until you are endued with power. The word he used there in the English word, it does not make much meaning to us but in the Hebrew word, he used the word endahu. And that endahu is the same word which is used in transforming somebody's life, either to destroy or to make good. So people were wondering, theologians have been arguing that place. Did Christ really say they should go and wait to the enduhu? No, they were just, but what the Holy Spirit does for you, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, there is no other spirit you cannot face. There is no other power you cannot face, not in your flesh. You will stand and face that power in the power of the Holy Spirit. You will face that power in the power of the Holy Ghost. I went to destroy a particular shrine, you know, somewhere at the area sometimes. And they say five pastors have come there. And after they go back, they die. So when I returned back, they were calling me every, every one hour to find out whether it has happened. I said, no. When you move in the power of the Holy Spirit, you can't be harmed. You have no fear of harm. Especially if he sent you to do that, if it's the one that sent you. Let's see Stephen, Acts chapter six, verse eight. Let's go there. We are just seen Peter. Let's see Stephen, Acts six, eight. Let's get there. Let's go there quickly. Acts chapter six, verse eight. Another person, get ready. Would okay. We'll, we'll get there.
1: Acts six, As eight. of faith, mm-hmm. of power. That's right. Did great wonders mm-hmm. and miracles among the people.
0: Stop there. It says he says, Stephen was filled with power. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he did great miracles. Things that you can't explain. Things that you cannot write down to explain. Is the enablement of the power of the Spirit. When you have a Spirit of God, you will do beyond human imagination. When you have a Spirit of God, you will do wonders. You will do great signs. You will do the unusual. Because you have the Spirit of God. What you can't do naturally, you begin to do them. In the spirit. Let's see Philip. Acts eight five. Acts eight five. We're telling people that God used. We're trying to show from the Bible people used of God. We talk about Peter. We talked about Stephen. Let's go to Philip.
1: Then Acts eight five. Then Philip went down mm-hmm. to the city right. of Samaria. Mm-hmm. and preached Christ mm-hmm. unto them. That's right. And the people with one accord mm-hmm. gave it. Mm -hmm. unto those things which Philip spoke, Mm -hmm. hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Uh For unclean spirit crying Mm. with loud
0: voice. Stop there. So as Philip was preaching, people who are demonized, they start manifesting. Demons begin to come out of them. Demons begin to cry out. Demons begin to manifest because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let's see Paul, Paul, you see many of them. Acts chapter 9, 27. Let's go there. Acts 9, 27. Paul, we've just seen Peter. We've just seen Stephen. We've seen Philip. Let's see Paul. Acts 9, 27.
1: Let's get there. Acts but, 9.27. But Barnabas took him mm-hmm. and brought him to the apostles mm-hmm. and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way. And that he had spoken to him mm-hmm. and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he was with them coming in the going out mm-hmm. at Jerusalem mm-hmm. and he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus. Stop there. This is Paul.
0: He had an encounter. That encounter was strong encounter. Many could not even want to believe him. Many would have even doubted and said, how can he be the one? How can this be true? But Paul was mightily used of God. You see, a person who wants to be, must, must must be after God's heart. If you want to be used of God, you must be after God's heart, a man after God's heart, where do you stand? Do you want to be the Elijah, the John, the Jesus, the Paul of this generation? You see, God is only looking for men. In the Garden of Eden, he said, Adam, Adam, where a thou? Every day, God is searching for men and women that will become vessels that's going to use. He's looking, and that's why this training has been done. He's looking for people he's going to use. He's looking for people. Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, the judges, Saul, David, God looked for them. But before God will use you, Number one, you must be a person after God's heart. Number two, you must be a yielded instrument. God doesn't force people to use them. No, he doesn't. He doesn't force people to use them. You must be a yielded instrument. You must be a person that yields himself to God. Say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Addicted and yielded to God. Not lazy, but totally yielded to God. That is what makes it easy for God to use you. How to be used of God? he's looking for people he's going to use in this end time i want to share with us 8 sp of being used of god number one if you want to be used of god you must be a person of secret prayer you must be a person a man or woman of secret prayer not the open prayer no it must be a man or woman of secret prayer always on your knees always on your knees you know, when you come to church, try to get involved. Don't be a bench warmer. Try to be involved. Get things done. In fact, if you are useful for God, useful in the things of God, there are things God is not allow to happen to you. He will guide you. He will protect you. You don't even need to pray for protection because of how useful you are to the kingdom. You need to know how to pray. You need to know how to pray. Christ himself prayed every day. He was a person of prayer. In fact, the Bible says, Early before day, 3 a.m., every day, Christ withdraws himself to the mountain. And he goes there to pray till morning. Early before day there means 3 a.m. 3 a.m. in the morning, he withdraws himself to the mountain. That's why he doesn't struggle with any situation. Because on the mountain, he have dealt with it. On the knees, he have dealt with it. Any problem you have, you take action. You deal with it on your knee. You don't complain. You don't just murmur. No, do not solve it. You go on your knees... Deal with it on your knee. Put it on your knee. Bring it down. So number one, the first SP must be a person of secret prayer. We want God to use you in this end time. You must be a man or woman of secret prayer. Number two, you must be a person of certain purity. Certain purity. You must be a person that is able to understand what it takes to live in the sanctification of Christ. You must understand what it takes to move in that realm. Because it's from that realm you contact power. From that realm you contact the the strength of God. Number three, the third SP must be a person of supernatural power. God cannot use you without power. He must be a man or woman of supernatural power. He said, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Ye shall be able to demonstrate power. You know, you can make things happen everyone was meant to assess power check the bible they access power they use power you must be a person of supernatural power because it takes power to do these things without power people will harm you without power, people will make a mess of you people are watching you because you're god they will set chance for you they will set jeans for you they will drop things around you and see how it's gonna work but you face them when they see as if there's a battle and it's over they'll be shocked They'll be shocked. They'll be afraid because they see there's a battle and the battle was removed. Must be a person of supernatural power. Number four, you want to be used of God must be a person of strong persuasion. A person who is persuaded. Not the person they come and tell you something your mind begins to shake. No, no, no. That cannot be used of God. A person of strong persuasion. The Apostle Paul said, I'm persuaded that he who began a good work in me is going to finish it. There's nothing you can tell me. No, no, no. He who began a good work in my life, you see, I am persuaded. I am fully persuaded that whoever began a good work in my life, that person surely is going to finish it. Supernatural, a strong persuasion. You know, on God's word. Not be moved around by every wind of doctrine. You know, people have different... They just come and say, oh, this is the doctrine now. Somebody said in fact that there is no heaven. That if you are doing well here, you are in heaven. If you are poor here, you are in hell. So there's no... I mean, what kind of, so what kind of, what kind of idea? What kind of foolishness? What kind of, this is a fool. It's a fool. So there are people who bring all kinds of doctrine. But you have to be a person who is persuaded by the words of God. Persuaded by the things of God. Persuaded by how God has said these things should be done. That is it. Persuaded must be a person of strong persuasion not tossed around by every wind of doctrine. You know, what our church stands on, everyone that is in the church, the worker, the members, must stand by our persuasion. We have our persuasion. God gave us, you know, a, a pattern, a pattern for the vision. We're following the pattern, and that is what we call success. It's following what he showed you. He's doing what he showed you. It must be a person of strong persuasion, you know, what the church stands for, you persuaded about it. You know, we're about assurance of salvation. We are very clear about that. Number six, the person that God will use must be a person of single purpose. Single purpose. You must not have different purpose. No, must be a person of single purpose. Heaven should be your goal. As a Christian worker, as a church member, heaven should be your goal. Every church member, every worker should have heaven as their goal. Are you in church? You know, what are you in church for? Are you in church to be able to make heaven, to make your life count? Number seven, must be a person of spiritual perception. A person God will use must be a man or woman of spiritual perception. You must be able to see beyond the natural. You must not only see with the natural. You must have the You get into a place, you have the simon. People come around you to present something, you have the simon. A person that God will use must have the Must not be blind. Must be able to know what is happening. Must be able to know, you know, what is going through. Must be able to know how they are doing it. Must be able to know how these things happen. Must be a person, you know, of, you know, uh, strong persuasion. Then, scriptural preaching. Must be a person of scriptural preaching. Must be able to know how to preach the word properly. Must have single purpose. Must get things done must be a person of sound principle, number eight. Must be a person of sound principle. Your principle will, will not shake it, be shaken, no. You must know what to do. You must live in honesty. Somebody called me from Abuja, one of our members there. He works in an hotel and he said he discovered a bag. And that bag contained money. That, what do I do? The money in that bag is in dollars if you multiply it into an it's about maybe two, uh, uh, 100 or 200 million. And I told him, I said, now, he's the manager. He said, uh, one of the cleaners told him about it. And the cleaner said, let us uh, take this money. And he said, no, I'm going to call my spiritual father. Let him direct me. And I told him, I said, this money belongs to an army general. He now said, so let, let him go back and check the the form, the person feel for the room. Because, watch, I've checked out. The person I've checked out already. And the person forgot the money there. I said, "Wow, well, that's what the spirit told us. So he went, he checked, he saw it. I said, so you're going to be rewarded. So announce it, inform, you know, who you need to inform. And the management, especially the owner of the hotel, let him know. He did. Two days later, the man came.
1: The
0: man came with soldiers. And he said, ah, my father has told me already. My spiritual father told me. The owner of this money is a general. So when they came, he met him. He said, "Oh yeah, we saw it. We saw it." The man said, "Wow, wow." And you see, it was the manager that was rewarded. The manager from that reward, he gave the cleaner who saw it. He gave him something. And what happened? You see, and the owner now, you know, built another hotel in another place. He made that happen. Built another hotel in another place, and made him the GM. That man's position was now high. So from that particular job, he met somebody who now, you know, influenced him, helped him, and put him in politics. Now he's in the house of Rep. He has been here once. You saw him with the red, the one that called her. He has been here once. Who brought him from nowhere? That's why I told somebody I said, No, no, this is my father. I was nobody, I was nobody. When he started bringing me up and today, look at where I am. He said, If he calls me anytime, <laughs> I will pick the call. I can't travel anywhere, he will know. I can't do anything, he will know. People have tried to kill me, he will tell me that journey you are going, to check your tire. And later, you see that really they are removing not something that's already been planned for you. He said, Wow, he said, Daddy, this is what I saw. So, it must be a person, you must have that perception, sound principle. Don't allow yourself to do some things that will cause problems. So, it must be a person who have that understanding in your mind, you must be upright. Because there's a reward for uprightness. There's a reward for uprightness. Can we rise up and go into prayers today? How to be used of God? Let's go ahead into prayer. You are welcome. So. Let's give him praise, let's just thank him. Let's just appreciate him for that time of worship. I want to welcome you uh, in this uh, telecast on ANCO FM as we join right now. Um, I want to speak today on self-discovery. It's a self-discovery service, self-discovery service. And it's also a bread and water service. We'll get to that area of the service. Place your hand on your head. Say, Father. Father. Help, me Help me discover myself. Help me discover myself. In this self-discovery
1: service, whatever
0: I need to know about myself, let it be unveiled. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Let it be unveiled. Let it be
1: unveiled.
0: Let it be unveiled. Yes. Let it be unveiled. Oh, self-discovery service. I want to What you need to know. What, I want to know. what you are supposed to know.
1: Oh yes. Reveal, send all to me.
0: Father, reveal. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we ask for divine illumination. We ask for divine guidance. We ask that you allow us to know everything we need to know, by your spirit and by your power. In Jesus' name we pray. We yeah, nice. see Let us open our Bible to Deuteronomy 28, verse 25. Another person, Psalm 82, verse 6. Let's get there. Deuteronomy, uh, Psalm 82, verse 6. Exodus 23, 25. Let's get there. If you are there, just read for us. In this self-discovery service, for those who are joining us through other platform, this is the Prophetic Prayer Mountain, broadcasting live from Lagos, Nigeria. Self-discovery service. Can we get there?
1: The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before the no. Exodus 23,
0: 25. Exodus and Psalm 82, verse six. Psalm 82:6, Exodus 23, 25. Psalm 82, six. It's says, ye are gods, the whole of you, ye are sons of the Most High. Psalm 82 verse, six. ye are gods, the whole of you, ye are sons of the Most High. This morning is a self-discovery service. You need to discover yourself. Nobody makes impact in life without self-discovery. Nobody makes impact in the race of destiny without self-discovery. Except you discover yourself, you don't move well. Except you discover yourself, you don't go well. Except you discover yourself, you don't make impact. This is what we need to know about self-discovery. There are questions you need to ask yourself. Number one, who am I? The first question, who am I? Have you ever sat down and asked yourself the question, who am I? Have you known who you are? People are created differently. And people are being controlled by different elements. The elements that control one person is not the element that controls the other person. Recently, a person was meant to get married. And during the investigation, we discovered that the woman was from the element of water and the man was an element of fire. You know, somewhere Christ was speaking to the three brothers and he called them john mark and he called them boanages boanages christ referred to the three brothers as boanages and he said this once that they have a special elements that control them boanages i, I want to talk about you as a person who are you that's the question who are you you need to discover who you are You need to discover, I tell somebody, I say, we are created differently. We are wired differently. When you discover yourself, it becomes easy for you to reach the point of your destiny. Everybody have a different destiny. The destiny God made for you and the destiny God made for you is not the same. A lady brought a name about six months ago for marriage. And we say, your star, the person he brought in was a bank manager. And we say, your star, don't marry a person that's already up. Your star marries a person down, you'll build together and get up. She didn't like the message. She went ahead, you know, trying to get everything done. After going around, even to every other odd place she went, she got the same message. She now came back. I said, the question is this, what is programmed in your destiny, and what is programmed in your destiny is not the same. Human beings, they worry because they use other people's time to set their own time. In your own time, your time may be one o'clock. Another person's time may be nine o'clock. Another person's time may be six o'clock. Our divine timing is not the same. But the first question is, who am I? Psalm 82, verse 6, it says, "Ye are God's, the whole of you. Ye are sons of the Most High. Ye are sons of the Most High. And every person has its own unique angel. The angel that works for you is not the same angel that works for you. We have different angels with different assignment. But many times, many of us don't even know how to communicate our angels, our guardian angel. We all have guardian angel. Some people don't even know how to. You don't communicate their guardian angel they don't even know how to relate with their guardian angel the angel that appeared to Jacob in Bethel was his twin angel was his guardian angel and there's a prayer you can get into your own guardian angel will appear to you how do you do that it's not an easy prayer to do for the three days you do the prayer you don't have to take anything that passed through fire and basically you only take maybe water for the three days by the time you are now true during the period of the prayer, you use the mystery of Psalm 23, it's a very powerful sound. And then you pray, you get ready, your spirit man begins to come up. By the third day, there are other scriptures you are going to join, and as you go to bed that night, your guardian angel will appear. And it's a very tough one, many times you need to wrestle. People don't understand that realm, these realms are in the both realms. They are in the positive and in the negative. People who want to contact power even negatively, they have to battle spirit being. It will appear, they will begin to battle. The same way, in the positive side, you have to battle the angel. You have to be able to conquer the angel, get it down, to be able to follow your instruction. Many times, there are people who have more than one guardian angel. If I'm going somewhere, the angel that leads me to that destination Will not be the angel that will come with me. People will have that privilege. I have that privilege. And why is it better that way? Because many times people can invoke your guardian angel and get the guardian angel not to help you when you get into trouble. So by the time they don't know the guardian angel that will be on you at a particular time, it will not be easy for them to manipulate and get something. The spiritual realm is very deep. Very, very deep. And every human being, you are deep. You are a spirit. You are not just flesh. You are a spirit. You are not just a human being. You are a spirit. And you know that once a person is born, that person will never die. The only thing that dies in a person is the body. But your spirit, once it's born, it will never die. Once a person dies, the, spirit, the body dies, the spirit returns you know, back to God. Then the soul begins a journey. Because God is the owner of the Spirit. The Spirit return back to God. Then the soul is what begins a journey. What begins a journey. I was telling somebody some days ago. I said when somebody you know, dies and people don't mourn the person, the person's journey will not go well. It won't go well. It will never go well. Because it is the mourning that accompanies the soul in that journey. So the question is, who are you? You need to discover yourself. You need to discover the kind of destiny you carry. You need to discover what you are meant to do, what you are not meant to do. You need to discover who are you. Psalm 82, verse six, he said, ye are gods, behold of you, ye are sons of the most High." If you go back to that place, he said, if you don't know who you are, you will die like a mere man. You will die like a mere man and fall like one of the princes if you don't know who you are, if you don't discover yourself. This morning, I want you to discover yourself. Enemies may fight you. It may be part of your destiny to have enemies fight you. But if you have a picture, you will see that in the end of that battle, they're going to come out victorious. When Christ was being betrayed by Judas, it was part of destiny, it was part of destiny. When Christ go to the garden of Gethsemane, he began to pray prayer. He said in that prayer, not my will, but your will be done. But the first prayer he began to pray was let this cup pass away from me. But there's something about that cup. That cup is part of his destiny. That cup is part of his destiny. But based on the human suffering of that cup, Nobody wants to suffer. That's the truth. Nobody wants to suffer. Based on the suffering in that court, he said, Let this core pass away from me. Mm-hmm. And then I say, Not my will. Why did he say that? Why did he change that prayer point? He saw a vision of Mount Holy. He saw himself ascending. Let me tell you something. Your end will be better than your today. Amen. Amen. I did hear you. Amen. 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 Time will come, it will be story. Nobody rises up in life without story. See, there was a time I could not do this. There was a time I couldn't even feel. A man of God spoke to me from London some days ago. He said there was a time in the Lagos. He said, more rain will fall in his house, in his room, than fall outside. When he was staying in Baringa, he was, he was saying man of God. Remember when you came to see me in Baringa? More rain will fall inside his house than the rain that falls outside. You know, and he said he complained to the landlord, they were abusing. They were just they were abusing on top of this complaint, but the time came, you know, in London today, you know, he he has a private beach. He bought with so money. He have a private beach. He is the owner of the beach. This is the same person who could not pay for a room, a room, a room. I mean, where he was, he could pay, but the rent was small and the place was leaking, and he couldn't even afford to mend this. There is somebody here. I see an encounter in your destiny. Yeah. Yeah. This service is meant for us to, bread, to bless your bread and your water. If ble- your bread is blessed, there is no way when your bread is a blessed bread, there's no way you lack. There's no way you, if, if God blesses your bread, listen to me, God has a promise for you. God doesn't rent money to people. He that is not from God. He doesn't rent money down to people. He said, I will bless the work of your hands. I will bless what you're doing. I will bless the work of your hands. I will cause your handwork to be blessed. But before these things begin to happen, you must discover number one question: Who am I? Who are you? What do your destiny forbid? What do your destiny go after? Who are you? Who are the person? Who are you? That's the question. This are discovery series. Number one question is: Who are you? Psalm eighty-two verses say, "Ye are God's." The whole of you, ye are sons of the Most High. So you see, when the servant was telling Eve in the garden that if you eat this fruit, you will be like God, he's telling Eve, you will be like what you already are. It's deception. Already, they were gods. They were gods. So he said, they yeah, are gods. He said, but if you eat it, you will become like gods. It's not true. They were already gods. You need to know who you are. You need to know who you are and how your life will be able to get through. Take responsibility for your life from today. Take responsibility for your life. Tell yourself, no matter what it takes, I must fulfill destiny. No matter the attacks I face, I will overcome it. No matter what I pass through, I will overcome it. Somebody was sacked in a job in Abuja. And she now told me, because they have sacked me in this job, I'm going back to the village. I'm going back to the village. And I said, why? Your destiny is not in the village. Your destiny is in Abuja. Now, your destiny may be in a place. doesn't mean you will not encounter some problems there sometimes. But you make up your mind that you're going to overcome it. No, I'm supposed to be here. I talked about a friend of mine who went to America. We didn't hear from him for over a year. We thought he was dead. He said, that time we didn't hear. He was eating from the dustbin. The person that was supposed to house him, who promised him the place he would stay when he was in Nigeria before he traveled. When the, the, the man's wife said, I, I don't like this man's face. Let the man leave our house. So, after two days, he left the house and he told himself, I will not go back to Nigeria if I die here, I will die. He told himself that. We we're looking for him and we knew we may try to encourage him to go back. He cut off from everybody. He removed that seam he was using, bought another one. He said for over eight months, he was eating from the dustbin, from the dustbin. Eight months, eight months. And he said, that time, where he normally stay in the, in the with the hopeless people, they observe that he observed three hours of prayer. They asked him, he said, you are praying? Uh, your life is like this? He said, I know my God will visit me. I know something will happen. In the midst of this trouble, I stand with God. He said, even though he slays me, Job said, even though he slays me, yes.'" Will I stand there? What happened? After around eight months, he was doing a crusade somewhere. An open air crusade. He found a crusade going on, he went and joined. By the time he went and joined, the preacher about to preach said, let somebody from the audience leave it open in prayer. Wow, he went and started praying. He said he prayed that prayer and prayed that prayer. He said the atmosphere was charged. He said in fact before that time he came for that prayer, he had not eaten for three days. Because he was on the road. But he said he prayed. The spirit was alive. After the meeting, the man goes, God said, please, you wait behind. I want to see. So he waited. The man with God said, wow, you are you pray. You are in the spirit. Why are you dressed like this? You are in the spirit. He said, it's part of my journey. I believe in God. He said, wow, wow. So are you praying well? Who are you? He said, I'm a pastor in Nigeria before I came in here. And I had nothing to do anymore. Can you teach on the school? He said, yes, I can. And that's why he, he followed him. Today, right now, he has about three SUVs. Three SUVs there in the U.S. He's so balanced. His, his prayer line online have about, I think, 70,000 people who are online on his prayer network. And what happened? That period of testing was God trying his faith. Nobody will rise with God without testing. And the time of testing is not the time to complain in fact, if you complain from now to tomorrow, in fact, if you even tell people, they will just mock you. If you tell, they won't even help you. Listen to this in the rest of life. Never discuss your problem with anyone who can solve it. It's a waste of time. When you complain, it's a waste of time. That is why this morning, the first discovery, the first question is, who are you? Who are you? The first question. Except you discover yourself, you can't make it in life. You can't make it your life. Now you see, like I was telling somebody, I said, our life, our world is very spiritual. Very, very spiritual. Our world is spiritual. Very, very spiritual. You need to understand it. We live in a spiritual world. There is a lot of food items that we eat that these food items are not very natural. I saw somebody buying a particular food they we were carrying on their head. I said, this is food for witches and spirits. You say never knew, never knew. He follows them and eats them. I said, oh, You know, as a child of God, there are things you don't take. You need to understand this. You don't take some things. There are things they use to program you disappointment. There are things they use to program you down in the race of life. I see today an encounter coming upon your life. I see you discovering yourself. I see you discovering yourself in the race of life. There are times you will pass through some situations. If you refuse to give up, you, you will tell the story. Mm-hmm. See, there was a time it was like this. The guy was telling me, he said, do you know now, my friend in UK, I was putting this day, he said, he, now, he just bought a private beach. A beach people come to holiday, it belongs to him. And you know how they love beaches over there. He said, every day, there is no day it doesn't make a thousand pounds. What, there's no day, he said. But he said, but now that there is heat the summer, he so, said, wow. He said, he made 5,000 pounds a day. 5,000 pounds a day. The pounds is higher than the... And this was the same man who was in Bariga here. You know, who, rain fills his house more than outside, according to him. <laughs> I don't know how he knew that. He said, there will be more rain inside his, his room than what is outside. But, it was, but in that thing, he said, he held on to God. Because God is a lifter of men. Tell name about God is a lifter. I didn't hear that in here? I didn't hear it.
1: I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Tell
0: the God is a lifter. God is a lifter. So the first question is, Who am I? Discover your identity. Discover your identity. The second question is, Why am I here? The first question, Who am I? Question number two, Why am I here? You know, I met a politician who went on the plane from Nigeria to Dubai. And I asked him, I said, Senator, when you get to Dubai, what are you going to do? He said, I don't even know. He said, I just entered the plane. I want to get to When I get to Dubai, I will know what to do. I said, So you are just wasting your money and wasting your time. You have no purpose. You won't achieve anything. He said, it's thing. Since that then, He said, not going to travel like that again. He said, since the day I talked to you it was by my side, I said, what are you going to do in Dubai? Whatever you do, why am I here? Why are you in this world? There's a reason why you were born. You were not born by accident. There's what there's God sent you to this world to come and do. God sent you here in this world to come and do something. Did he didn't send you to just to come and look everywhere. No. I want you to place it everywhere. Say, oh God. oh, God. Help me discover myself. Help me discover myself. Say, oh, Lord. Oh, Help, me discover myself. Help me discover myself Say oh Lord, oh, Lord. Help, me Help me discover myself The second question is Why am I here Why am I here is purpose Purpose What is my purpose in this world If purpose is not known Abuse becomes inevitable If you don't know purpose You would abuse everything If you don't know why you're here You don't know you have things to fulfill There are things you are sent to do There are people you are sent to help. If you can't help them, they will never rise. Our lives are connected to each other. There are things you are meant to do. If you don't do them, if you remain unknown, you'll be back. Because God sent you that assignment in this world. God sent you an assignment. Tell your neighbor, I am on assignment. I am on
1: assignment.
0: I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. it. Number three, where am I going? That is the next question. Where am I going? In life, where am I going? Do you have plans? Have you sat down to write plans for yourself? The psalmist say, wanting I desire of the Lord, Psalm 27. One thing I desire of the Lord that I will seek after. One thing I desire from the Lord, that thing I'm going to seek after that thing. Where am I going? Where are you going? Where are you going? That's the question. Where are you going? Are you just alive doing nothing? Are you just alive, not aiming anywhere. Where are you going? Where are you going? What are your plans for yourself? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? What are the things you plan to do? What is where you are going in life? The question is, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Abaku chapter 2, he said, write the vision. Make it plain that those that read with you may run with you. Where are you going in your life? Have you ever sat down and asked yourself, where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I, where am I headed in life? Have you sat down and asked yourself the question, where am I going? Are you just living? Are you just existing? Are you just alive? Going nowhere? Where are you going? Where are you going? That's the question. Where are you going in life? Do you have plans? Do you have solid plans? The says, psalm says, "I'm 27, it says, what in the desire of the Lord? That I will seek after. I have one a desire from God. Apostle Paul said, I'm not a person who is just pointing the air. One thing I do, I, I leave what is behind me and I pursue what is ahead of me. From this day, you begin to pursue destiny.
1: Amen.
0: From this day, you begin to achieve destiny. Amen. The first question is, who am I? Second question, why am I here? Third question, where am I going? This is self-discovery. You need to discover yourself. We are in this world on separate assignment. Don't use another person's time to set your own. is another person's question in life to set your own. We'll have different destinies, very different destinies. Very different destiny. I remember many years ago when, they, when my dad died and they sold my father's house, and we're just together. They asked me, they say, what is gonna happen right now? And I told them, "These you guys are pitiful. They looked at themselves in that meeting, they looked at me and they said, what am I saying I pity them? I said, I pity all of you. I said, I swear, I pity all of you. I don't know how you guys are going to do right now. And they just sold the place for millions. And they look at me like, person must be crazy. Why would he say, he pity us? I said, I pity you guys. You guys are going to suffer. Ah, they look at themselves and they say, ah, what is he saying? Quickly, the next day, before even the time, the merciful the else me, we moved, I moved myself, got another place. They got the news, got another place. Within 24 hours, I quit the place. 24 hours, they got the news. A week later, we were planning what I have to buy again. We were duped of the whole money. They lost everything. They said, ah, he told us he pity for us. He told us he's sorry for us. What will happen to us? Then by the time one of my father's wives, in fact, he started squatting with someone I have to pick her from there start renting houses for them, and they say, ah, so what we did to this person was bad. There is something about destiny. God is taking you somewhere,
1: Amen. and nobody can
0: stop you. Amen. After some years, after some years, I went back to the person that bought that house in Kanu. I went back to the person and said, I want you to sell. And I, I bought it about six times the amount he bought it. Six times later, times six. Later I came back again, I cleaned. I repented of this and wrote my father's name again up the way it was before. And they now start coming and say, oh, Wow, a miracle has happened. I said, don't, don't celebrate anything because you are not in it anymore. You guys sold it. You were surprised how you saw it. name again. There's somebody here. God is restoring your life.
1: Amen. I said, God will restore your life.
0: God will put your enemies to shame. I didn't hear amen.
1: I didn't hear amen. amen.
0: I see God intervening for you. Amen. He said, I will bless your bread and your water. We'll get there. Well, let's answer these questions about self-discovery. Question number one, who am I? Question number two, why am I here? Question number three, where am I going? Do you have goals? Only goal setters become goal getters. Those who have no goal, they get nowhere. They get nowhere. Somebody asked me for a program somewhere in Dublin, and I said, it's not, it's not in my plan, for this year. It's not in my program for this year. And they say, ah, I'm surprised. Why do you say so? We have already planned everything through. And you say it's not in your program. I say yes, yeah, it's not in my program. That I have goals I set for myself. Whatever is not in the goal, I will not follow it. I will not follow it. Whatever is not in the goal, I won't follow it. Whatever is not part of the goal, I will not follow it. What is the question? Number one, who am I? Number two, why am I here? Number three, where am I going? That is direction. Number four, number four, how do I get there? Another question, how do I get there? Where you are planning to go in life, how will you get there? How do you get to where you are planning to go? How do you get you to where you are planning to go? How do you follow where you are trying to go? Get it through, how do I get there? What is the way out? Do you have a map? Do you have a clear decision? Do you have a clear direction? Do you have a clear picture? Let's see. Habakkuk chapter two, verse four. Let's go there. Habakkuk two four. Let's go there quickly. You can read if you're there. Abaku chapter two, verse four. Let's get there quickly. You can read if you're there. Abakuk two four. Let's get there. Are you there? You can read quickly. Habakkuk chapter two, verse four. How do I get there? Whatever you want from God, you should know how to get there. You should know how to be able to pursue the place. How to follow your dreams in life. Can we quickly get there? Um, the question number four: How do I get there? Do you have a map? Do you have a clear direction? Do you have a picture of where you're going in life? About which of the two verse four? You can read if you there. About two four. Start from one. Start from one. From one. Yeah. I understand
1: what, mm-hmm. set upon the That's right.
0: Stop there. Now listen, if you read this place, in chapter one of Abaku, from verse one to the end of chapter one, Abaku was complaining. And his complaining were reading really what is happening to him. But God kept quiet. God kept quiet. He now said in chapter two, he said, I will stand upon the tower. I will now see what you will answer me. He moved away from the from the place of complaint to the place of watch. He said, I will see what you will answer me. God now spoke to him. He said, Write the vision write the vision and make it plain we have 6 months more for the year to go what have you written down one quarter of the year one half of the year is gone this new six months give you a chance again to get things right this new six months give you a chance again to set things well we give you another chance to be able to do what you couldn't do in the last 6 months the question is how do i get there do you have a plan he said write the vision, make it plain that those that read with you, those that read with you may run with you. You cannot accomplish your vision yourself. We you need people to read with you. You need people to run with it for you. There is somebody here. I see God giving you releases in the spiritual realm. I see God giving you men and women that will help you yeah. to fulfill your destiny in the name of Jesus. Question number five. When will I get there? Number five. When will I get there? Tiny. When will I get there? The time is say, my time is in your hand. Oh Lord, my time is in your hand. Our timings in life are different. Somebody may be mocking you for something right now. When your season comes, the other person's season might have been over. And you begin to wonder, is it the same person who mocked me at that time? If somebody told me, you see, about a man, he was the first person at that time to have a video camera. They had a video camera. So whenever he's doing program, he will video the something, people are eating. Then he will now put the video, the, that, that, that VHS, that big video something, he will now put it on in the parlor and he will start abusing people. He said, look at you eating, look at your head. Now, people felt they don't have a video, so this man is just abusing them, but the time came, they met the man later in the village, he was plugging pankane North from from trees. You know, it was plugging because the season, something happens. There is somebody here. Season will change for you. Amen. I say season will change for you. Amen. I say seasons will change for you. Amen. When will I get there? Do you know there is timing? Do you know everything in life is timed? Do you know God has set our times and season not the same? Number six question, that's the last one. How prepared am I for the afterlife? The last question you ask yourself. How prepared are you for the afterlife? Life is not only about this world. After this world, there's another life. Are you prepared for eternity? Are you already ready? And eternity, when you have died, people gather around you to pray for you. That prayer is a waste of time. Because that what the prayer they pray for you after you are dead, God cannot listen to it. God will only judge you where you're going by the things you did when you were here. So after you are dead, let there be 100 prayers for you. It won't really amount to anything. The question is this, Where? what are you for the after afterlife? Some people right now, they are playing football. They are supposed to be in church, they are playing football. In a field playing football. When they die in that condition, they will not believe themselves wrong. Because if you're a Christian and you die, there are angels in charge of the Zion realm that will quickly come for you, pick your soul, if you are a Muslim, there are angels in charge of their own something who will come around if you follow their truth and you pick your soul. You don't belong to anyone, you die, you will see people in black. People in black, they will be there to accompany you. And when they take your soul, they, they cannibalize you. The things they will do to you, you will say, ah, and nobody will help you. Nobody will help you. When the devil came and tried to pick the body of Moses, Against the body of Moses, in Jamaica, says said, The Lord will you. The Lord, for nobody will answer for you because you are not anywhere. Are you ready for the afterlife? There's an afterlife. If it's only in this world that we have hope, we are of men the most miserable. There is an afterlife. After this life, there's another life. Are you prepared? Romans 2 1. Can we get there? Romans chapter 2 verse 1. Let's go there quickly. Romans 2 1. It said, You are inexcusable, O oh man. You have no excuse. You can read it from there. Romans chapter 2, verse 1. You are without excuse, oh man. Can we get there quickly? Let's go there very fast. Romans yeah, chapter 2.
1: Oh man. So man. Stop there.
0: It said, oh man, you have no excuse. You have no excuse. You must make it in this world. And you must spend eternity with God. Tell the neighbor, I will make it in this world. In world. I didn't hear you. Are you hearing? You know, people feel if you are suffering in this world, then you are short of heaven. It's not true. It's not true. You know, the disciples of Christ, they are him, they say, Since we have left everything to follow you, what will be our reward? He say, very, very, I say, so you will say, if I have left things to follow me, we get a hundredfold in this world and a hundredfold in the world to come. The reward in the world to come doesn't mean we must suffer here. To get a reward, no, it doesn't mean so. You only remember remembered by what you have done. I want you to rise up right now. Place your hand on your chest. Say, Father. Say, Father. Whatever needs to be corrected. Whatever need to be corrected in my, in my life. Let it be corrected now. Be corrected. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Let it be corrected. Let it be corrected. It be corrected. Yes. For oh, my journey. Oh, let it be corrected. Let it be corrected. Oh, let it be corrected. Yes.